fresh word with Reverend Today Amosu. Welcome to Fresh Word. You know, all of us know John 3.16, for God so loved the word. But have you ever read the next verse after John 3.16? <laughs> I bet you didn't. You never did. But let's read it today. We know John 3.16, God so loved the word. But the next verse, John 3.16, it says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the word through him might be saved. See that word, condemned. That is what I want you to see. Condemned. Condemnation. Condemnation. The word condemn can be described, if you go to our prisons today, you will see the side what they call the condemned criminals. The condemned criminals means somebody who is totally given up. Hopeless. There's nothing can be done about his case again. He's just to face it and face his life like that. God did not send his son to condemn the world. Jesus came into the world not to condemn it. You see, all that sense of hopelessness, you can never change. You can be better. You can come out of it. You are finished. You are through. It's over. That is not what God sent Jesus for. Those are the words and feelings of condemnation. And the root of it, today we are going to explore it. So, having a sense of condemnation and feeling condemned, hopeless, no way out, no escape, that's where it's going to be forever, no. No. Condemnation is not what God sent his son to do. Christ did not come into the world to condemn you, to write you off, to finish you off, and tell you there's no hope for you. Everything's hopeless. Might as well give up and commit suicide or whatever. Or be defeated or surrender to life circumstances. One more time. John 3.17 follows John 3.16 for God so loved the world and 17 says for God did not send his son the intention of God in sending the son into the world is not to condemn the world it's not to write off the world it's not to make the world hopeless and can never change but that the world through him might be saved so salvation is the intention of God not condemnation this is important for us. You need to embrace this. You need to welcome this into your life that at the root of the gospel is victory over condemnation. Let's go down to John. Let's Romans chapter 8. We are in John. Let's go to Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Listen to what it says. It said, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I love that. The word condemnation means that you are banned. You can never escape. You can never come out. You are finished. You are through. The story won't change. The story can't change. No. There is therefore now 
Not tomorrow. Not when we die. That will be free at last. No. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. If you come to Christ, remember we read John 3.17. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through the son might be saved. And he's saying over here that when you identify with Christ, when you come to be in union with Christ, in league with Christ Jesus, there is therefore now no condemnation to you. There's no sense of hopelessness. There's no sense of giving up. There's no, you are finished. You are through. You can rise up. You can be. You can do. You are through. No. It can't be in Christ Jesus. There's therefore now no condemnation to those and for those who are in Christ Jesus. Let's take a look at the picture. Romans 8. Let's go back to John chapter 8. It will give us a kind of a picture graphic human picture of condemnation and how, how do we how do we attend to it it's a story in the life of jesus let's read it from verse one but jesus went to the mount of olives now early in the morning he came again to the temple and all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them verse three then the scribe and pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery and when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. <laughs> Look at this story. She was caught in the very act. In the very act of adultery. They must have yanked her from the man throughout, almost half clothed and brought before Jesus. And don't forget that they were doing this to test Jesus. Remember we read John 3, 17? God not sent someone to the world to condemn the world, but the woman spirit saved through him. Now, so Moses said this to stone him. Stone harder. So stone him means you're finished, you're condemned, you're through. When you get to CC section in prison, it's called condemned criminal section. That means you are given up to die, to be executed or hanged. No, nothing about it anymore. Now, Jesus said to them, when they kept asking him, verse 7, John 8, so when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at our first. Verse 8. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who had it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up, he saw no one but the woman. He said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? Now, this is the big verse. Verse 11. She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. One more time. 
Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. <laughs> now listen, 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 listen. She was caught in the very act. This was not a court case where they were trying to. She was caught. She was guilty. She was, I mean, I mean no excuse. So, brought to Jesus. And Moses says, stone, condemnation. What shocked me most in this is Jesus saying, I don't condemn you either. Wow. You see, don't confuse condemnation with guilt. Yeah. She's guilty. Or she was guilty. And she's wrong. But does that mean the end? You see, whatever wrong you've done, whatever evil has occurred, that's not the end of the story. The Bible proved that. Adam sinned in the garden, but Jesus came. And the Bible is full of stories of men who, in the midst of their failure, their defeat, and sin, never just lie down forever. Christ has not come to offer you condemnation. Write you off. See this lady in the very act of adultery. And people caught her. Pharisees, scribes, experienced in the law of Moses. And they said, Moses said, we stole her to death. But Jesus was saying, we're not going to just terminate her life because of this act. We are going to give her another life. Now, notice something. What really opened this woman to this was she was not arguing with them. See, when you argue and refuse to see what you've done wrong, you are self-condemned. We'll see that minute. She just stood over there. They were accusing her and she just took it in. She was wrong. She was wrong. She was caught in the very act. No escape. Guilty. But Jesus saw that. That guilt. She had taken the verdict. So we cannot end it that way. That's something about Jehovah God. Is the God who saves from condemnation. Is the God who does not write off. It's the God who takes us back. At the prodigal son, he was not condemned. He was taken back by the Father. And Jesus said, I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. When I read the story years ago, I was saying, Lord, she was caught in the very act. <laughs> Lord, she go back. The Lord said, I told her, go and sin no more. Let's count that one. Go and sin no more. Five words. He said, I told Peter, come. And one word made him float on the water. This set of words, go and sin no more can keep that woman from sin because it came from the mouth of Jesus. Full of power, full of strength, full of glory. That's why it's called the light of the world. The darkness will be beaten back by Jesus. The darkness of condemnation will be beaten back by Jesus. Let's round up over here. So really, how do we deal with this? So if God does not condemn one to save us, who is the real accuser? Uh, let's find out. This is important. Let's find out. <laughs> Where do we read from? Let's go to chapter 12, the book of Revelation, verse 10. 
Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, we accuse them before our God day and night has been cast down. Oh, so we know the accuser now. It's not God. It's not Jesus. See, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through the son. So the accuser that accused you, that pointed finger and tell you you are finished, you are through, you are hopeless, you can never rise, that is not Jesus. That's not God. And that is the evil one, Satan himself. The devil, the old serpent, accusing you there. So how, 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 how do we, how do we, how do we overcome condemnation? The next verse told us, 12 verse 11, book of Revelation, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Did not love their lives to death, to death. Now listen, the blood has been shed. The blood, Jesus died for our sin. That woman that was caught in the very act of adultery, Jesus went to the cross and paid for her. So the blood was shed. That is the price for our sin. And then we need to testify to that and say, the blood has been shed for me. I accept that. So if you are battling with condemnation, accept the blood. Declare to the devil, the blood of the lamb has overcome. I overcome you by the blood of Jesus. Like they will say of old, I plead the blood. <laughs> you know, when you go to God, you plead your case. You plead it with the blood. When you are facing condemnation, you plead it with the blood. Not because of your own doing, your own power, your own excuse, but the blood has been shed. And the blood is the propitiation, is the sacrifice for our sins, no matter how vile and offensive and dirty they are. The blood has been shed. And you need to testify to that. Let me close. Now, somebody said, but I, I feel this thing inside that just kind of tell me I'm, I'm not worthy any longer. I'm not going to rise up anymore. I'm going to... Yeah, we, we, we sometimes this happened. Let me read this verse to you. Let's go to John. First John chapter 3, verse 19. Listen to this. And by this we know that we are of the truth. Shall I assure our heart before him? For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. But if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. All right. So what happened? When you do something wrong, when you do something bad, your heart condemns you. But the Bible says in First John 3.20, For the heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. So God is greater than our heart. He sent his son so that we can escape condemnation. So what do we do? We go to the Father. If you just stay with your heart condemnation, you will not rise up. But verse 21 says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. Now, if your heart does not con condemn you, you don't have to be condemning yourself and be wiping up and, and, and be, you know, how do I put it, and be raising up unnecessary condemnation against yourself or what it's not, you're not wrong for. But if your heart condemns you, God is greater than our heart and the blood has been shed. And we don't let the devil keep on accusing us and accusing us and accusing us. Let me close. The only reason why you will stay in your condemnation is this word. Let's go back to John 3. Remember, we read John 3, 16, then 17, 
It says, For God did not condescend the Son to the world to condemn the world. But verse 18 says something I want to close with. He who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The only condemnation you have that you don't believe in the Son. If you don't believe in the Son, you're already condemned. Look at verse 19, John 3, 19. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. If you just want to stay in your darkness, want to stay in your sin, your practices of evil, and you don't want to believe the Son, that he said his blood for you and come to the light, you are self-condemned. But you can come out. You can believe in the song. It's never final. You can always believe. Come to Jesus and receive the blood of the Lamb. And condemnation, like a bird, will fly off and get off your heart. And the accuser, Satan himself, the blood will shut him up. Thank you for listening.